0: All right, We're out here in Phoenix, Arizona. We're actually in Paradise Valley, and uh, I think this is my boy Todd's house. He's one of my mentors and a guy that I've known for a long time. He's an amazing dude. So, uh, hopefully, uh, this is it. Well, we're gonna find that right now. What's up, sir? What's up baby? It's good, good to, to see you, man. you hey, welcome. Hey, I like to the it desert. out here. Thank you. What do you think of the bus? First time like seeing it. it. I know we've been like talking it. about it. you hey, well, cool, man. man. Yeah. Dude, can I check out your place? Please come on in. Let's go in there. It seems like it's probably cooler. Let's go. Yeah, let's get out of here. All right. All right, everybody, welcome back to Think Like a Star. I'm here with one of my favorite people in the whole wide world, Todd. I'm always I'm nervous I I say your name. Todd Delano?
1: Lone wife, because everyone wife says wife Delano. No, she just starts saying Delano to people when she introduces us. Like, you know, we're Delanos, right? She's, yeah. Everybody just says Delano. So I, just... I feel like that's disrespectful. Yeah, even she did. Can we cheers to start this off? Delano. In our fancy water? Oh, we we ready? Yeah, we're we're going. going. We're live. We're, live. we're, we're all the way live, baby. We're I go. got to
0: bring up the socks first thing. Okay. I saw the socks. I've been keeping an eye on them. What, what, what are we doing here? I like it. I'm a fan. I'm not hating. I'm just saying I don't know about the sock game and I feel like you, you're you in the sock game and you know about it.
1: Long answer, short answer. We'll go short. Short, first. short, short. Match the shirt.
0: Is that really what it was? Yeah. It's that simple. It's that simple. You got, so you always simple. Did, so you always match the socks with the shirt. Is that a thing?
1: No. Today just I Just
0: today. It's a special day. Yeah. It's a special day today. For you. Dude, so what's going on? Thank you for my fancy water. Hey. I love the place.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: I got the tour. I feel like it was MTV Cribs and Thank I just you. need to get my bread up. I need to step my game up. I've never felt more poor in all my life.
1: Oh, you'll, you, you, look, you'll be here. Um, <laughs> you know, what's going on? I, I think I would describe it at this point is, is don't mess it up, mother. You're, you're trying to make things happen. You're setting goals, yeah. you're achieving. Yeah. And then at some point, it, it just starts steamrolling. Mm-hmm. and it gets bigger than any of your efforts cuz for years yeah your efforts far outweigh the results it's like yeah. man i'm doing all this and then then one day you look up and it's you're in a palace holy cow like the the yeah. the results are bigger and then and then what happens is you really become intentional to not just to grow but don't mess it up yeah so you know if if, if everything I do every way I move now is, yeah, is yeah. intentional yeah. with the business with the family with yeah. the youth basketball organization and really those are the three things for me right now yeah. it's, it's a pretty simple life it's gym, it's work, it's youth basketball, okay. it's family, it's sleep. Okay, it's wake up and repeat.
0: So I'm just glad you didn't go gym, tan, laundry. I was like, yeah, wait, where's it going? Yeah. This seems like it's taking a
1: <laughs> turn to the Jersey Shore, and we want to stay as far away from there as yeah, possible. Yeah, Not that there's
0: anything wrong with the Jersey Shore? It's there's totally wrong okay. with it. In fact,
1: yeah. I mean, you could live in this house and yeah. do gym, tan, laundry, but when the camera yeah. stopped rolling, you don't in yeah. the house. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. You went with that setup, yeah, with that. dude.
0: So, okay, so I feel like we have so much. When's the last time we saw each other? We were supposed to. Last time I was here, we were trying to connect. It didn't happen. You big-timed me. Probably eight months. Eight months ago.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I did big time.
0: So me. it's a funny story how we met. Sure. How was the story? It was... Uh, yeah, that's we talked funny no, that we, no,
1: we were talking about it earlier. No, we have, we have mutual friends. Mutual but, friends. Uh, we have mutual friend. The uh, spiritual gangster. Yeah, Ian Lopatin was spiritual gangster. And, and um, he knew you were a basketball guy. He knew I was a basketball guy. Yep. And and another thing we had in common was this, this crazy energy level. Yeah. And, and positivity. Yeah. And so when I met you, for me... It's it's a pretty simple formula. If I find people who are intrinsically motivated, who are positive, who inspire me in some way, I, I hang on to them. And yeah, it's, it's not not a tough formula. <laughs> Dude, you make yeah, you're making me emotional man, so. already. Yeah. Five minutes in, I'm about to cry. Uh, no, I
0: remember you you and I were talking on Facebook in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Then you wrote me this thing, and you were I was like I could just tell by um, writing back and forth, a message sure. that like this guy is passionate. Sure. He has an incredible story, sure. and now he he wants to help other people, sure. inspire other people through the things that he's doing. So, sure. um, I'd love it if you shared. A little bit of like your upbringing because I think it's so powerful, sure. and I know I feel like I know a taste of it, but I feel like sure. there's even more. Um, you yeah. were in, you were in Houston, sure, yeah, and it and it was rough. You were in like a rough area and, and had a, a it, well, yeah. I mean, I, not I, an I,
1: ideal I, setup. I'll give you I'll give you the, the short version of it, okay, and, and and know that I'm giving you the story um, to hopefully connect to a few kids, a few of your a few of the people in your audience. Yeah. It's not a story I tell to to sound braggadocious, yeah, 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 um, and I don't think it's that unique. Yeah. And I think, in fact, when you asked me to do this with you, I think the uniqueness of, of my story for you is, is I'm not the type of star that I know the people you hang around with. I know the circle you're able to run with. But guys like you. No, no. <laughs> guys that are used to being in front of the camera. Yeah. Guys yeah, yeah. that have. Flashy. I would say flashy. Some, or yeah, I got I would you. Say, I know what you mean. You know, this is entertainment. You're in the entertainment field. I'm not in entertainment. But because of that, I think my story uh, resonates a little more. Yeah. And, and so, you know, happy to share it. Um, grew up in the Houston area, um, uh, you know, youngest of three siblings. Um, but by high school, like a lot of people, broken family. You know, mom went one direction, dad went another direction, mm-hmm. lived apart. So uh, high school years were—I don't want to say rough—but I went to three different high schools, jumped around to two or three cities, and at 16 years old, moved myself out. As a junior, I had moved out on my own, an hour and a half away from both parents, just because. Uh, You know, an environment that I would say, at best, was unhealthy. Yeah. At At what age was that? Worst, probably dangerous. Sixteen years old. Sixteen years. You got out on your own. So moved out. I moved in with my brother, who was at a junior college, an hour to two hours away from from both parents in different directions. Um, You know, this is still the early '90s, mid '90s. So, uh, you know, full credit to my mom. I don't think she understood the. uh, you know, the yeah, severity of the situation, yeah, yeah, yeah or the yeah. Full story. yeah um, but, but I didn't even know at that point that it was you know it was up to me, if you will. Yeah, and, and I think early on it's funny, you look backwards and you, you, know, you talk to people about success principles or, or what it takes to, to, to make it or survive, or what are, those, what are those points. I just know that innately early on, nothing that ever happened to me was about me, and so I, hmm. know, I never personalized my situation. Yeah. never personalized Like holding things. a grudge, you mean? Like, yeah, like, so, so the things what maybe was my me? father didn't do for me. So the yeah. house I moved out and my father yeah. has since passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a rough environment, a lot of drugs, a lot of alcohol. Um, really wasn't supportive. I was a, an athlete as well. And, you know, in small town, Texas, football, yeah. basketball. No, I've
0: seen, I've seen you on the yeah. Wii, Nintendo. We had some battles. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so uh, bitter at this guy right now.
1: But We will talk about that later. You know, so you know, he wasn't necessarily around, but I remember early on it never, re- it didn't bother me. Yeah. You know, I, I probably had a healthy sense of ego or self early on and just had made a decision that, listen, life, if I'm going to make something of it, it's up to me. And so, you know, personal responsibility kind of happened early on for me and this positive, this positive momentum, a sense of self. So, you think that so, was around like,
0: yeah, I mean, it's 16, tough about, but 16 is I, when I think, that I clicked I in. I it's like, was, it was 16, I'm steering the
1: ship. And it, it was it it, 16 that I made a decision. Okay. I'd moved back home for a bit. Um, my senior year for half a semester. Then was okay. off of my own in college. I yeah, so, yeah. you know, was in junior college. And, and, and You have to understand that I think the, the genius that I have, or, or if, if there's a moral to my story or a narrative, is that I'm average, right? I mean, mm-hmm. average-looking guy. I had the low average <laughs> grades. I was an average athlete. So there was no academic scholarships. There was no athletic scholarships. There was no financial aid. Yeah. My parents had made just enough though where I didn't qualify for financial aid. So uh, in, like, could you be a little, little more poor parents that, that, I could that, at least that, that you know where a lot of people fell. Yeah. Um, and, and is, is proud of where I am today, in many ways, I'm actually more proud of that guy, right? So hmm. if I saw that guy more in all of the 18 year old Todd in many ways than I am the 41 year old Todd. So yeah started yeah. at junior college um, you know I mean, the, the, the story is is I'm a kid was in Juco? Who's working full time? Was a janitor at, at a hospital, and uh, had a pair of Nikes. I had one pair of shoes that had the air pockets. If you remember the yep, name yeah I yeah 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 yeah, you yeah. could see the air pockets. Yeah yeah. And uh, it had busted. It wore the sole had wore out, and the air pocket uh, had, had one of them had, had busted. So when it would rain, it would, the air would release almost like a dog whistle or a oh, dog yeah. <laughs> and and you know, I remember duct taping the shoes together. Yeah. And. Um, you know, just, just kept it moving. I mean, yeah. the best way to say it is just kept grinding. Yeah. So, um, finished JUCO, went to a state university, went to, to Texas State University, and graduated in 99 with honors. And I think it wasn't until probably my second or third semester in uh, college that I realized how, how, that I had the intellectual ability to compete. Right? Mm. I was third quarter of my high school class. Yeah, I was yeah. 970 on my SAT. Yeah. And, and I love my mom. This isn't an indictment on my mom, because my mom is one of the hardest working ladies I know. And, and her morals. I mean, everything about her, the fabric of who I am is because of her, yeah. but you have limiting beliefs. So I remember my senior year, I graduated high school. My mom came to town to visit and she asked me what I was going to do. Like, this is the first time this question was posed to yeah. me as a young Senior kid. of high school. It was done. Graduated. Graduation so, night. So, so what are now you going to do? Yeah. I think I'm going to try college, mom, was, was my answer. And, and her loving advice... Was the nuclear plant, the local power plant, had good benefits that maybe I should consider working at the hmm.
0: power plant? And she just loves you and wants what's best for you and wants you to be safe and secure. Like I sure. understand her perspective on sure. it, but also sure. the respect where you're coming from. Of like, no, I want to go for something else. I have yeah. a little bit, of an aspiration or a dream, sure. And, and, sure. and so you decided. Was that a hard decision, or was it no decision? At all like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to go junior no, college. I mean,
1: it's funny. So. It's, now you're kind of getting into some of the themes of like what motivates you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for me, it's I remember Tony Robbins this is, a, is a guy that a lot of us have listened to for yeah, years. Yeah. Early on I started listening to yeah. him. Love Tony. And, and I agree with the principle that you're, you're, you're moved more by pain, hmm. the need to avoid pain than pleasure. Yeah, yeah, And so yeah. I think for, for everything I do, it's, it's pretty simple in that it was more painful not to do it. I mean, I, yeah. it can be pleasurable to do something, yeah. but I think pain, the, 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 the fear. Yeah. not doing something yeah. is what pulls you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah So he yeah. has another principle. He talks about it's easy. You have to be pulled, right? You can't be pushed to do anything. Mm-hmm. If you're pushing yourself to go to school, if you're pushing yeah, yourself yeah. to get a better job, if you're pushing yourself, it's just not going to work. Yeah. But I, I've always felt compelled. I felt pulled. I and I didn't know what direction I was going to go. I just knew that life needed to mean something. Hmm. That I was I was addicted to this idea early on that I was going to build a legacy, whatever that yeah. was. Yeah, whatever I didn't that know what the legacy that time. Was.
0: So so in high school you got kind of. Iffy grades, but when you got to college, something clicked and changed, and yeah. you felt like you said intellectually challenged, sure. and, and you started doing really well. Sure.
1: So uh, you know, yeah. I mean, almost almost by accident, made a few A's, and, and it's funny. I did not. <laughs> like, know. What is the, this? So the second is semester, they walked into the classroom, and in junior college, I, I believe it's Phi. Phi Theta Kappa, the National Honor Society for JUCOs. They'd walk yeah, yeah, yeah. into a room and announce two or three kids, two or three students that had made the National Honor Society. Yeah, yeah. That was one of them. Okay. Now remember, I'm You're a like, third what is high school class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and and but what I realized the difference in college and the the, the next, uh, I guess you would say awakening of kind of my own secret sauce was just keep showing up. Right. Yeah. Like college is a place where people stop showing up because you don't, you don't need to show up. No one yeah. makes you show up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what, where I was ahead of people was I had to start showing up early in life 14, yeah. 15, 16. I'm showing up. Yeah. Right? No one's washing Janitor. the clothes. Yeah, yeah, No yeah, one's yeah. telling you to go to school when you're yeah. 16. Yeah. No one's telling you to get a driver's license. I bought my own car at 16. No one told me to yeah. get a car or how to, like, I'm doing these things early on where I'm showing up probably before most of my peers were. So when yeah. I got to junior college and people are still figuring out what life's about and not showing up, I just continue to show up. Yeah, he had a little and, little and, leg up on him. And and so, you yeah, know, finished junior college, the, the, that part of the story I tell is my dad had died at that time. Mm-hmm. So I was 19 years old. It was time to transfer to a university. I had no house. I wasn't living with him at the time. He had no assets. Uh, um, uh, but he had a car. Mm-hmm. I was going to sell his car. It was worth about $8,000. Okay. So I had a buyer for the car in December. I'm uh, headed to Texas State University uh, that, that, that spring. Mm-hmm. And no insurance, I hit a deer. So it's two weeks before school starts. <sighs> I had an automotive dealership. I was bringing the car to that weekend. And I hit a deer, totaled the car, and uh, sold it for $2,500, $2,400. So uh, this was 1996. Are you kidding but just, Or 97. Just or a freak. But, but yeah, freak accident. But once again, it's that, that theme of, you know what? Life doesn't suck. You don't make excuses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You keep yeah. doing it. So yeah. I sold the car for 2400 bucks. Yeah. And I put $1,500 cash down. And that's another theme in my life where I always invest in myself. Yeah. always in, like just I'm always gonna double down on Todd. I mean, yeah, 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 the best yeah. bet. I believe in that's me. That's the best bet I know. Yeah, I mean, yeah really, yeah, if yeah, I'm yeah. gonna invest in anybody, I'm gonna double down on me every day of the week. Yeah. So um, I paid cash for the semester, had $800 in my pocket, no job, no car, no safety net, Nobody in my life that's ever went to a university, hmm. and I graduated two years later with a degree in finance with honors from Texas State, and then didn't wait to get started. So I graduated December of '99, and uh, the 19th, and by December 23rd I was in Los Angeles. I didn't know anyone in the city. Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. Didn't have any reason to be there. Yeah. But I felt compelled to make things happen, and and. Um, uh, yeah. There you are. Yeah, good story there. I don't know how much time, we—I don't know if you're going to. No, yeah, no, no, for sure. We'll yeah, answer. I want to hear. It. I want to hear. So, it. We got, we got all the time. So I get, so I get to Texas State University, and I'm sorry. So I graduate from what is today Texas State okay. But in '99 was still Southwest Texas State University. Okay. Okay. And so I'm hitting the streets in LA. I don't know anybody, but I have a finance degree. I think a stockbroker sounds like a good good direction to go to. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so and I have a full head of hair. Yeah. And I'm from Texas, so at that time the fixin' us and Y'alls and anks were still in the vocabulary. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know like, if you've ever what seen. what is this guy? I don't know if you remember the Beverly Hillbillies. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course, of course, of course. Yeah. You've seen kids. Well, I'm Jethro. Right? Okay. Right? <laughs> Literally, I'm I'm six four. You know, full head of hair. Yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm, I'm as hillbilly as they come. <laughs> People and, are loving it though. And, well, yeah, they did, but. Uh, you, you don't know it, and you don't know why they love it. You know, so much a stick. But so I, I'm hitting the streets of L.A. Um, looking to become a stockbroker. walking uh, walk into uh, a UBS Payne, Weber branch off of Ventura Boulevard here mm-hmm. in Encino. Yep. And uh, um, somehow, some way, make the front receptionist smile, laugh, whatever it was that made her think. You know what? Maybe we'll give them a chance. She yeah. slides no interview in place. And remember, yeah. this is a very prestigious financial yes, firm. Yes, you yes, just yes, don't yes, yes. In off the streets and say here. Like you to like you to interview me. Yeah. Um, they see Wharton College on the resume. Yeah. And they see a finance degree with honors. Yeah. So the ops manager brings it back to the branch manager during market hours and says, "Hey, we got a guy from Wharton out there. And if you know anything about universities, Wharton is, you know, the most one of the most prestigious yeah, colleges yeah, yeah. to graduate from or schools to graduate from." So they're not going to let a, a finance major from Wharton slip, slip past yeah. them. Wait, dude, so was it wrong on the... I'll tell you now. Okay, okay, I was like, wait, so, wait, you didn't go there. We just talked about it. So, so they let me back during market hours. And it is, if you've ever seen any of the financial uh, you know, movies, uh, you know, yeah. name it. Yeah, The bullpen, of Wall Street. The yeah. bullpen, the markets are going. The young guys are in the middle cold calling, doing everything they do. And I'll walk through all of them to Mitch Ackerman's office in the back. And, and the first thing he says is, uh, you know, they tell me, how you doing, Mitch Ackerman? They, they tell me uh, you just graduated from Wharton. I said, well, yes, sir. I did I did finish Wharton and transfer, but just to be clear, that's Wharton Junior College.
0: Mm. And so he looks,
1: he looks at the resume. Southwest Texas what? Texas State, sir. It's a regional state college you might not have heard of. It. <laughs> um,
0: it's great. It's a great
1: one. So it's fa- he literally, now he's disturbed. He's interviewing yeah. me, but you could tell he's more annoyed at whoever the hell yeah, yeah, yeah. let me pass. was wasting my time? How, how did I get to his desk? And, uh, you know, the series of questions go something like, how much sales experience do you have? None. Yeah. How much finance experience do you have? None. Yeah. How long have you lived in L.A.? Three days. <laughs> son. I'm here, though. He says, son, I just hired an MBA from UCLA and a Cornell graduate. Who in the hell are you? How the hell did you get my office? And why would I want you? Basically, in that, in, in, in that fashion with a red face. And, and I remember staying calm and answering, look, I, I was able to get to you, wasn't I? I graduated hmm. four days ago from a state college in Texas. And I'm in your office right now. And this is who I am. Hmm. That was the answer. Hmm. The reply was for every 100 people I interview, I give 15 an exam. For every 50 I give an exam, I hire one. Todd, get Gloria an exam. I'm sorry, Gloria, get Todd an exam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so it was a you know, timed exam or whatever you want to call it. And I was hired the next day. So, so you killed so, this exam. Yeah so started, so started so started in, in, in LA was a good experience for me. Hmm. It was a chance for this rural Texas boy to be exposed to life, to be exposed to finance, to be exposed to culture and I appreciated the time there but at some point knew it, it wasn't for me. knew I could make it. I mean the work ethic wasn't the problem. Yeah I, yeah yeah, yeah I knew I knew, knew I could do the job but it just wasn't for me. So, so then, trans then the the industry of pharmaceutical sales still is a hot industry. Certainly, twenty years ago, fifteen or twenty years yeah, ago, yeah. it was the industry to be in. And so, I have a similar story of how I got into paying, uh, into Pfizer. So, yeah. I worked for Pfizer <laughs> for six years. So, I left the left the company in L.A. and knew a recruiter in L.A. and mm-hmm. in Jesse LeBeau fashion, mm-hmm. continued to kind of navigate yeah. life. Where are we going? Yeah, stick my foot in the door. Just go for it. Figure it out. The door was open. Stick your foot in there, then figure out. You know, figure out what to do once you do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so same thing. Didn't have the energy with Pfizer. Um, can't get into these corporate offices. Yeah, you're, yeah. I'm not this this for, your, for your guy, and I think this is applicable for anyone who might be listening to your show. Yeah. Um, once again, Fortune 100 company. How are you going to get a resume there? Who do yeah. you know? Yeah, what is yeah. your network? You're how, not experienced
0: you, enough. How, yeah. How do you do this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, uh, had a recruiter's name in L.A.? Went to the website. At this time, I moved back to Houston as I'm interviewing all over the country, figuring out what my next move is, Yeah. Um, and, and knew there was a regional office in Dallas. And you'd be working how long at the other place? 18 months. Okay. So, te- so you made a little bit of money, I'd, got I'd, a little yeah, bit yeah, of Yeah, but I left, and I got some experience, but, but hey, left the industry and, and jumped. And that's okay. another theme in life, like, you know, yeah. make your move before you're ready. I mean, if I kind of yeah. want to anchor off on some themes or some yeah. statements that resonate with me, yeah. make your move. Before you're ready. Yeah. And like I had said to you earlier, people say, Todd, you're motivated, or how do you motivate me, or you motivate others. Yeah. Uh, you know, motivation follows action. People, yes, think, yes, you got, yes, yeah, people yeah. think you get motivated, you listen to, to E.T. in the morning, and then, like, you go do whatever you do. And it's not the sequence. Yeah. The sequence take some Action, Take some steps. action, and then you got to figure out how to stay with it and when you don't feel comes. like it. Yeah. I mean I remember I remember when you started your series. I remember you saying, Todd, I'm gonna do this, I, you know I, Yeah, have written a book, but I don't have no one's laid out the roadmap. Yeah, I'm, yeah, no clue. same and thing so you I no clue allowed. and you took some baby steps and then you plunged, then you then you went to Alaska. We're doing a tour. yeah go on the media, tell everyone just proclaim it. you know we it's all it's all the same. I mean everything and so every if you're talking to me or you're talking to people you know in in the next interview, The themes are the same. I mean, the themes are simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's no different. So, Hmm. so for Pfizer, same thing. Didn't know anyone. Get to the corporate office, and you're not supposed to walk into these corporate offices. It's not like they have welcome mats for people. Yeah, yeah. So you just showed up, no appointment, no nothing. I showed up, no appointment. And and the Dallas office wasn't even on their corporate website. Yeah. New York company on 42nd Street, but I called the 800 number, figure out where the closest (laughs) regional office is. Have no money for a plane ticket. Drive six hours from my house to get to the regional office with no reason to be there and no interview. And I walk into the building and go to the top floor, have a resume in hand, and I had a recruiter's name in LA, and that's all I had for even any material to yeah. be in this building. Jesse if you told remember, Payne Weber at work for him made the front receptionist kind of smile or laugh yeah. got to the office manager. and. Wiggled my way, my way in. So I always feel like if I can get in front of you, i have a chance. Yes, yes. So the, I love that. Then, there's a, there's it, something
0: for saying, for getting physically in front of people, because an email or right. a call is, can be dismissed, but when you're, right, when you're right in front of someone, look at them in their eye, it's a little different. You feel like you can be charismatic, sure. you, can, you can you know plead well, your case or show how you'd add value.
1: Yeah, whatever you get, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whatever it is that you bring to the table. Yeah. Um, got walked into the building, and, and, and this time it was a, a guy that looked... More like a security guard. I mean, this is a 45, 50-year-old man with a mustache. At the front. At the front door. Okay. A little less welcoming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, then, yeah. Then the nice, they could be able to flirt well, with this one. Nice yeah. oh yeah, the nice older lady I, I met at, at Payne Weber. Um, so I signed into the book. So there's a log up front. Mm-hmm. I see a few people sitting down next to me. And it said Julie Jennings. I'll never forget her name. So I said, I'm here for an interview with Julie Jennings. So I sit down with the resume. Someone else had written that in the book? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm there. So I'm there. I'm walking up. Okay, this guy, I'm not going to make smile or laugh.
0: Probably, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Plan B.
1: Let me get to the front and figure it out. And I saw there was a sign-in book. And at that moment, I saw people had signed in. And it said Julie Jennings. Yeah. And it said HR. So I said, I'm here to see Julie Jennings. Yeah. And sit down and still not knowing, OK, what's the plan there? When am I getting pulled out of here? At some point, I'm getting pulled out the building. (laughs) Throw it out, Jazzy Jeff style. Sure, sure. (laughs) So um, um, I never got to Julie that day. They cross-referenced the the resumes or the, the interview log and said, you know, Julie's not expecting you. To which I had a, a, you know, a response that uh, so-and-so from L.A. told me to see her. She knew I was in town. She was supposed to set it up. My apologies. Can you please make sure this resume gets to Julie Jennings? Mm, okay. Drive home that day. This was a 15-hour day that, uh, you know, what results did it net? Except that the next morning at 8 1 a.m., I called the corporate office in Dallas and say, can I speak to Julie Jennings, please? This is Todd Delano. They patched me through to Julie somehow, some way. She, uh, she picks up the phone. Julie, you don't know me. I dropped a resume off yesterday. And I've learned later from her, they get thousands of resume requests a day. They literally get emails, Hmm. thousands of resumes a day place for jobs. My resume was on top of her desk. She says, well, we have a hiring freeze, but you sound like uh, an applicant that may be worth phone screening. And five minutes into their interview, she said, you know what? We have a few openings around the country. There's one in Phoenix. Would you be willing to interview for it? I said, sure. And that's how I got to Phoenix.
0: That's how you ended up out here? That's how I ended up in Phoenix. Taking massive so, action. So, yeah. Dude, I, I love that we have this quote I mean, it's not our quote, but it's a pretty known but it's the um, jumping off the cliff and mm-hmm. building your wings on the mm-hmm. way down. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or, getting off the boat and then burning the boats, you know. Sure. So you're stuck there. You're here. You figured out. You drove six hours. Sure. When you were on that conversation with her, did you let her know that? Oh, I drove over there, or did you not even mention no. that? Yeah.
1: No, that was. La- I let her know later. But
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Of that, how, how far sure. you were willing to go, sure. just to have a shot. Sure. Where, like, and another thing we talk about a lot is, um, you know, if if you don't go for it, you you, you don't even have a shot. And if, sure. if you didn't work out. You were in the exact same spot where you would have been, so you had nothing to lose, why not go for it, you know? Um, And and I love one common thing that I feel like that you embrace and live wholeheartedly every day is you love to grind. Yes. You're a grinder, like no one is gonna outwork Todd. You know what I mean? No one's gonna gonna outwork my boy TD. He's gonna get up earlier than you. Sure. Did you see that thing the other day with um, Jason Williams, or I guess Jay Williams now, and Kobe? I did.
1: Yeah, where he's. We like, haven't talked, and I okay, did, okay. which is funny because yeah. uh, you'd even bring this up. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- you know, this is how I know, by the way, that we're in sync with each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. The fact that we're tuned into the same types of things. This is a random thing that's been viewed by yeah. still a small number of people. Yeah, but, yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. But go ahead. But, no, yeah, yeah. So, so,
0: so yeah. For those of you watching, um, Jason Williams was one of my favorite mm-hmm. players in college. He was incredible, and I was watching Duke because they had the Alaska players. So, sure. so that's how I kind of sure. got into Jay Williams as a player, and um, and he talked. I don't know if it was the first time he played against Kobe, but they were in L.A. He's like, I'm going to get there early. I'm going to put up shots um, and and get an opportunity to, you know, outwork some people and, and get prepared for the game. And he gets there. Kobe's already in the gym, and Kobe's putting up shot after shot after yeah. shot, yeah. and uh, they go on to play the game. Kobe goes, I think, for like 40, he said, and afterwards, he's like, I got to gotta ask him, like, why was he working so hard? So right. he goes up um, to Kobe, and like, what was with, like, you putting up all those shots afterwards? And he's like, I wanted to do it to get better, but then I saw you there, and I wanted to send a message to you sure. that you're never going to be able to outwork with you. Sure. I'm going to do whatever it takes yeah. to win. Sure. And here I am at the peak of my career sure. and the top of my game. Sure. But you're still not going to outwork me because sure. that is the key. You know, that is the major key of yep. success. And sure. I feel like you embrace and live that. And you know my story of getting up and dribbling a basketball, sure. you know, nine million times and, and, sure. and, and getting jumped. At when at I, I went to junior college, too. So I started at, I don't know if I've ever had this conversation with you, but I started at the private um, Nazarene school. Uh-huh real cush Mm -hmm. expensive school to go Mm -hmm. to a lot of um, you know easy in your comfort zone sure Got in a little trouble. Sure. Went back to JUCO, only white player. Sure. And I'm getting like jumped into this uh team like it's a gang. Like one year we yeah. were Bloods and one year we were Crips. I'm not <laughs> sure which year <laughs> was which, but it was like in San Diego. Sure. sure. I'm like, what are you guys talking sure. about? But they were like, yeah. they were doing some stuff, man. They yeah, were yeah. like, it was wild. And I remember this one day, um, this dude, he went by Joe Nani, because in Chicago they all say Joe. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Like, hey, mm-hmm. what's up, Joe? Sure, you're like, sure. What? I don't think this guy knows my name. Like sure. it's Jesse. <laughs> like, so his name is O'Nani, but we called him Joe Nani. Sure. And uh gosh. I hope he doesn't watch this and come find me now. But I remember, uh, you know, they would get physical and try to throw me around. And, um, and, and I was just the type of guy, like, I'm going to stand up for myself. I'm going to get back up. I'm going to get in your face. Sure. And uh, this dude, he's from the hood. He grabbed me by the back of the head. I had longer mm-hmm. hair. And he went up to this ball rack, and he just whoosh, was slamming my head over mm-hmm. and over again. And, um, you know, I was just like, What? Yeah. is going on right now and sure. no one jumped in and helped me sure. and I, that happened for probably three months straight where uh-huh. guys were big like six, seven dudes yeah. were just laying me out like because uh-huh. they didn't like that I was the yeah. new little white guy on the team to be sure. honest but then once I won that them over and got sure. that step of approval and they saw the work ethic and you know got to know me then they became some of my closest friends that I'm still sure. friends with today but yeah. there was that initial thing of like dude you gotta, you gotta prove it to people like you're not yeah. just gonna be given it on a silver platter. And the thing is, if you are, you, you're not going to appreciate yeah. it. And I wouldn't want it that way. And I feel like that's what's so awesome about your story is like, no one gave you anything. Like sure. you worked and like sure. you went for it. So fast forwarding a yep. little bit. Um, I know you're at a high right now. We're in your beautiful place. You know, sure. I saw the sprinter van out front and all these things, yeah. but when we were, so we both were, have been at points where it's been like this. Sure. Um sure. So tell me a little bit now about your own practice and kind of some of the highs and lows. I will. Um, yeah. Let me. Let right me there. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll yeah. Give you so that. wait, no, I'm back. So but let, let me first. The, yeah. The part. interview.
1: Yeah, we gotta finish it. Yeah. Let me. Let me first tell you though that it makes sense now. I always wondered why you, you slammed my head against the ball rack.
0: Well, that's for the first,
1: that's for time. The, the I, I don't you. like to
0: lose. I don't like to lose. Yeah, but
1: now I realize it was a learned behavior.
0: Okay. You beat me. I let you beat me in one uh, Wii video game, dribbling. What was the name of no, that? Game? No. No.
1: If, if we can really lay out for for your audience let's lay at it the out time, my, let's lay it out my son who's 12 now was 9 or 10 at the time and he actually beat you in a basketball okay, this game. Okay,
0: guy, this guy's son is a freak, first off. He has more he experience. It was a dribbling at, game, and you're Jesse LeBron. He has more experience at the game. I think I had a sore throat for like a month and a half. It wasn't suitable conditions. I had like a undersized basketball Do me a
1: favor. I'll make sure I have the video. I'll make sure we can post a, a clip do you of have it at it? some point. I'm pretty you, sure I do. And if right, I do, I will link it up. If the we show do, now, we'll let you be the judge. I hope yeah. I can find it. Because if I do, yeah. then your audience can be the judge of. Yeah, so, no, he so. beat me.
0: Fair and square. I'll give it to him. He beat okay. me. And then you came in and you beat me. But this game, there was, like, I I need to learn how the game works because, yeah, you know, you're right. there,
1: there was skill involved. You're right. Yeah, and there was There, sk- there was basketball, <laughs> and there was skill involved, so you didn't have a chance.
0: And then I heard you playing Wii against some, uh, like, a top Olympic athlete who, like, won, you know, the top of his game Well, Vin- Vincent's,
1: Vincent's, uh, it's really not me. It's Vincent. Okay. So, Vincent's, you know, Vincent's beat you. He's beat a couple <laughs> NBA guys. So. yeah and uh you know god i'm so mad right now i mean it's glad we could go there glad we could we could talk for hours revisit my nightmare but so yeah to bring it back full circle though because how do you you know you're in the house and and i i don't show people the house a lot yeah you you won't look at my facebook you won't yeah yeah, no you're low-key not a lot of selfies of me with who i am and what i do yeah yeah but uh you know the fact is is a house like this doesn't come from corporate america right i mean you don't get here yeah. Uh, uh, by, by having a corporate job. Yeah. So fast forward six years. I've been in corporate America in Phoenix. I got promoted back home to the Houston Medical Center, which is my home city. Mm-hmm. I found my wife at that time, Carolyn. Carolyn's the younger sister of my best friend's wife. So I have a childhood friend. Yes, 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 her yes, yes. Sister. I uh, meet Carolyn. We fall in love. We have a child, Vincent. And, and this is 2005 or six, but I'm miserable inside. So now I'm 28. Hmm. I've made, I'm pretty comfortable. Yeah, you're making uh, I, money, I'm, I'm you got a secure you know, job. Whatever, whatever people think is comfortable when you're in college and you're, and you're hoping you have a certain level of success. Yeah. Had a six-figure income. I'm at a Fortune 100 company. Yeah. Have a nice house in Houston. I'm home, yeah. home every week. Wonderful family. Have a beach house in Galston. Have a beautiful wife. I have a one-year-old son, yeah. and I'm miserable inside, right? Hmm. And this is just the—it's not how Something's it's supposed to missing. lay out, right? I'm 29 yeah. years old in here, and and, um, and and I realized that I just wasn't grinding enough. I, it wasn't you know, like for me personally, yeah, it, three or four million in the four hundred and one k. And a and retirement at sixty was a yeah. death sentence. I mean, that yeah. I was on the march. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it scared it scared the hell out of me. And it hmm. just it wasn't what I wanted to do. So yeah, um, and people hear my story. and I shared. Oh, you know, tell me the story, the inside story. I said, well, do this if you're if you're in a relationship or you have a, if you have a wife, have a get yourself a six figure job, go buy a house, get stable, and go home for dinner one day and tell your wife, you know, I'm just. I'm just not self-actualizing, you know, you, know, you know the Maslow Hierarchy of Needs, baby? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not quite, you know, I'd like yeah. to trade all this in to see if I can maybe make it up one level. Yeah, you know, yeah. Up- sure she loved up- that. Up on self-actualization. and uh, But her message was tell me more, I mean her question to me was hmm. tell me more, and I said listen, I have some ideas for a business I want to start, I have more contacts in Arizona, and uh, if, if, if you follow me out to Arizona, I can promise you $30,000. You know. Coming off 100 and you know, whatever it was, yeah. 60, 70,000 yeah, 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 yeah. a year before, so I, I think I can promise you 30,000, no benefits, 10.99 yeah. style. Yeah, you can move into an apartment. You can get a job, and I can. Yeah. you know, I, I can I can self actualize a bit. Sounds story. great. Yeah. Wait, right, and how
0: old is your son at this point?
1: He's was 18 months. I think, so this maybe, is a huge risk. huge risk. Huge risk. Huge risk. Yeah, for her, not we're stable. Moving away from her family. Her family's yeah. from Houston. My family's in Houston. Everything she knows and everything my family knows is in Houston. Hmm. And she said, let's do it. She said, I'll follow you. Hmm. That's love. So anyway, I want to get emotional. No, yeah, I that's it, what man. it takes, right? Yeah. I mean, it takes someone to grind it out with you. Yeah. And I rewarded the first year. In fact, I outperformed by 20%. I think I may have brought home $36,000. Oh, yeah.
0: And You're like, see, see how, so, how
1: well this is going? So, yeah, no, we, we did until wow. two, or 2008, until 2009 happened. Yeah, and I didn't promise her negative one hundred and fifty thousand. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, so that business fell. The markets—they crashed. We were—we had had a research and development company, and we had some supplements in the marketplace. With okay, several, with several outlets. That, to give you a short version of that company. Yeah, it had failed. I had lost everything, um, and I was at a point where I had two options. Once again, jump back in the chow line of corporate America, take a sales job. I can sell anything. So yeah, if I'm yeah, not yeah. yeah. To sell, um, or or continue to fight. And that's another theme that you have. You mentioned something earlier. It's like once you jump, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah. You, you, yeah. you back where you are. I mean, what's the worst? And even if you're not where you are, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah. And for yeah. me, that fear of not jumping has always been bigger than, than, than the safe. The safe road scares the hell out of me. Yeah. And so uh, I started this company, the company I have today, ServerX, at that moment. And so I, I learned that this concept of, of pharmacies in physician's offices. Mm-hmm. I helped a doctor in Tucson set up my first pharmacy. Didn't let him know how desperate or how poor I was. And so I'm commuting two and a half hours each direction, four days a week with no money. I made no money for six months. So if you come to my office, you'll see, I had my first office with a closet and a medical medical office. Yeah, you had literally a closet. Literally had a closet. I I remember having two paint buckets. And this is, look at, this is 31 year old Todd. Yeah. Todd, who was a stockbroker, who was in New York. yes, yes, yes. making six Six figures by 24 or five, who everything he touched turned to gold. And now I'm at 31 years old. Uh, you know, with a with a with closet office, score and, and, and dodging the repo man, and working in a closet, and, and it I had two paint buckets. So I had a desk with two paint buckets, mm-hmm. and a piece of plastic on top of it. A laptop on the desk, a second laptop, and 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 you know, I just grinded it out. I mean, yeah. back, back to where I was comfortable. So but six was, months before
0: you even yeah. go ahead got any money, and then you got a little bit coming in, and sure. it
1: slowly built. Sure, and so okay. I just kept reinvesting, in Todd. So from here. You, know, love I, you love that. You love that, Todd. Thousands of clients around the country. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, re- last year we were in the Fort Inc. Inc. 500, we're the fifth fastest growing company um, in Arizona, the fastest growing healthcare company in the state, and uh, continue to reinvest in myself. So you know, this is seven years later, yeah, and yeah, now yeah. we're back to where we are now, where I said, I'm mean, going to don't mess it up, though. No. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. business is going well. We know I have a second boy. I have a six-year-old and a 12-year-old. We have a, a third son on the way in January. Yeah. And um, and you know if we can transition a little bit, because I yeah, yeah, yeah. I like to talk about how, your question, but now now I'm in don't mess it up mode with the business. yeah, and yeah for yeah. me now it's about legacy. So outside the business, it's community, it's family, and all yeah. the other things we're doing. Which yeah. is the other interest of you know, basketball, how we got together.
0: So. Yeah, yeah. No, that's amazing. It, it's been such a fun, but even like, so with this company, um, and, and only share like what you're comfortable talking about. We don't have sure. to go too uh, deep, but like even this one has been like this and that where I remember we were talking not too long ago and you're like, you know, there's things going on sure. and, and I, I don't know like what's going to happen. It could go any of two ways. It could be this giant home run sure. that's, uh, you know, changes everything to the, that level up, level up, level sure. up, sure. or it could just all come down in flames. But in the meantime, I'm going to, I'm going to grind it out. And if that Second option happened, then I'll find a way to recover and bounce back from it. Yeah, you've always
1: had that perspective and that attitude. And we're still there, so I mean, that's yeah. that's where I'm at right now. Yeah, we haven't, yeah. I mean, no one ever makes it, but yeah, I mean, yeah. literally, I'm still in that moment. I, I remind my kids, like, look, don't. This is not who we are. This house is not who we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be gone. I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. You have to be. Most entrepreneurs, yeah, you, you, look, you would go crazy for any other reason. So I'm, I'm happy because of the the. It's the grind. It's the opportunity. That it's the engagement. Yeah. So you always hear you know, talk about Kobe Bryant it's being in love with the process. Like yeah. This, some of this this isn't a goal. Yeah. You, you, know, you don't write down I want a big house. You you, you write down, you know, who you're going to be and what you're trying to create as a legacy. And I when I talk to kids, I tell people, you know, no one knows what they want to be. Yeah. May have yeah. People listening, what do I want to be when I grow up? But yeah. That's a tough question. I mean, that's that's and it's not, probably not really an answerable question. It's the wrong question. To me, it's who. yeah I always tell who do you want to be yeah who seriously who who do you want to be and 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 whatever that is it should be consistent so i i don't care what i do i'm Todd. i mean but yeah you you ask people back home yeah who is todd you ask people in my office who is todd yeah people in the youth basketball organization we run who is todd yeah you see 5 a.m todd you see 10 p.m. Todd, yeah. you see Todd in front of 100 people, you see Todd by himself. Yeah. That Todd should be a person we should identify and it should be consistent. Yeah, you so see think- Todd with a billionaire.
0: You see him with anyone else on the street. You And that's one thing that I love, even just before we got going here. Sure. You're asking my guys that are here, like, how are you doing? What's your story? Sure. Like, you can- genuinely care about people. Sure. And I feel like that is also another just fun thing about you that I enjoy but it's just a key quality of like that's why people want to be involved with you they can tell that you like the work that we've done with kids and coming Mm -hmm. to the camps all that stuff like you got a lot of important stuff going on you don't need to be doing um youth basketball work and things in the community but that's Todd, and that's Todd 100% of the time. And I think so many people, and we were talking about this earlier. It's like you present your one person, and uh, you know maybe you're trying to project a certain image, but it's yeah. not really even who you are. Sure. And why would you want to be someone that you aren't even? You know, you know what I mean? Sure. So, so that consistency um, of being that person. You know, from when you wake up in the morning to when you go to bed. Sure. I didn't mean to cut you off, keep
1: going, sure. but no, no, that, I just love that. I mean, no, but, but but you nailed it, and, and we were talking earlier too, so the first answer I would say, advice for for, for your audience is, know who you are. And yeah. that ha- who you are has more to do with your character strengths. Yeah. So I want this. We don't have time in, the, in this conversation to talk about it. Yeah. yeah I yeah. have two specific things that that kind of tenets to character development when I work with people. Yeah. The yeah, first yeah. is character strengths and virtues, and I have a survey, an online tool that I use mm-hmm. that helps people identify their character strengths, and and I can give you the link and you can share it with 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 your audience. Yeah. 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 Loved but it. but it's knowing your character strengths, and the second is this, this idea of emotional intelligence. Yes. That's another thing I'm passionate about. It's a thing I'm certified in. It's a thing I. Also Teach my employees and, yeah. and the youth that I work with in a mentorship uh, way, and so it's character and it's emotional intelligence. And you know that, so I know who I am, and so why do I? Why do people follow me? Why yeah. do you like me? Yeah, because I think that the theme of my life is when you're with me you win like and not yeah. because I'm great yeah, because yeah. you know that I legitimately want you to win yeah. you feel it and you sense yeah. it yeah. and I have a certain level a certain skill set that helps you get to where you want to be yeah. And for no other reason than I innately want you to win yeah. and, and so uh, another thing I tell people about me is the legacy for me isn't this house it's not the content. Yeah that was it's good, not I wanted finances. to know what is the legacy um you know we're all going to have a an epitaph. we're all going to have a eulogy one day and uh you know I was best man in four weddings I officiate with Fifth <laughs> Friend's Wedding, yeah, yeah, and I hope that I'm a good husband, I hope that I'm a good father, and I'm a good friend, you know? So yeah. those, are, those are the tenets. Yeah. Like it bleeds into corporate America, it bleeds into the community, which are the other buckets I fill up in my yes. life, but yeah. it's just being consistent with who you are. When I mean, you fall in love with that idea of who you are, and that's you can get excited about anything. So yeah. now we're back to how do you stay where you're at during the highs and lows in business or life, because every day isn't fun, right? Life isn't fun, but, I, but the challenge is fun, Yeah. Right? The consistency yeah. of who you are is yeah. fun, and so that's that's the part. If you talk to someone like Kobe Bryant, where you mentioned mentioning earlier, it's that process. They identify who they are. It's you know you can't Kobe can't dream of scoring 40 points. That's not what he is. Yeah, Kobe's gonna outwork you because of that 40 points come. Yeah, you know I don't have all this because I said I want to be successful and be able to brag about my wealth in front of a, a TV audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have all this because I said I'm gonna be somebody one day. And I wrote, I wrote down, a action taking is so powerful. I wrote down when I was uh, 25 years old, really thought, okay, where, what's my next move? Who do I want to be? And I didn't know, I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I had a mission statement. I said that I'm going to be a source of joy, motivation, and inspiration hmm. to everybody I meet. Hmm. And I refined it over the years, so I realized that's kind of narcissistic, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who the hell am I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am mean, well, a Dalai Lama. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna who bring, am I? am going to bring joy to everybody else. <laughs> I'm, like Gandhi I'm gonna, over here. Like I'm going to walk in the room. So that's, you know, that was kind of a, a, a narcissistic view. Yeah. And so then I changed yeah, up selfish. to say real that i you're real selfish. Gonna, trying to help people. But no, but, I got you. I know what you mean. The message was that uh, I'm going to inspire and be inspired mm. was the other part of it. So that you're open important. to growing. It, yeah, you over. don't have
0: it all figured out at 25. You're saying right?
1: Yeah. yeah I yeah. thought so, I thought 25 year old TD had it. So I mean that's I mean that's the end of my like kind of the arc of the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but 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 uh, you know the message is you're never really there. It's yeah. never over. Yeah. It never yeah. stops. The camera stopped here, and we're going to grind it out. Yeah. And I have risks, and I have fears. Same do you? Yeah. But we're going to keep on smiling. We're going to keep on grinding and. And, um, I love that I enjoy now. the journey that you're talking about and that's something that we've been talking about in our
0: circle of, of, you know, we have all these exciting things coming up with, you know, TV shows and getting around all these amazing cool people that you've looked up to or at least known who they were and now all of a sudden you're around them and, and, and it's just like, okay. I being a grinder like you, I'm like, okay, what's the next thing? Who's the next person? All right, we got to get with, we sure. got to get with TD when we're right. in Arizona. We got to get with the right. the NBA guys. We got to get with the MLB guys. And and we, the bigger we do this, the more people we can reach. And it's sure. exciting. It's an all good thing. And it all has a great why and motive behind it. But it's like, let's just enjoy this drive right now from from LA. The Phoenix, yes. and all of us being together and listening to music and looking out at this. Did you yeah. see the moon yesterday? I didn't. It was amazing. I don't get excited about moons, right. but I'm trying to because I'm right. trying to learn to enjoy the journey right. because as I've learned, as I've gotten around from people much more successful than myself like you, it's like, hey, I'm 29. I'm top of corporate America, doing well, have a family. If if you don't if you're not in aligned with who you are, sure. then that journey you're not happy. So, sure. it's easy, and I get caught in this. Hey, if I have a certain amount of money in the bank, if I drive a certain car, if I have a girl, you know, yeah. that's that looks a certain way, then I'll be happy. But it's that isn't what makes you happy. And I think we both know a lot of very successful, very wealthy people who are some of the most um, unhealthy, unhappy people that we know. Um, So it's cool to hear that from you as well as like enjoy the journey. Yeah. Um, I'm curious real quick. Can you, is it, it, can you teach us a little bit about emotional intelligence? Like, is there a few little things? Because I, um, I'm very curious about that. And um, I, I feel like innately I kind of have, um, an ability to connect with people. And I think sure. it's just from how my parents raised me and just my natural personalities. I'm outgoing and I like you, I like sure. to talk to people and like, oh, what's your story? You know, the, right. the random cashier right. at the uh, checkout is right. either going to hate me or love me because I'm going right. to try to talk to them right. uh, if you catch me on the right day. Sure. Um, so as far as emotional intelligence, it's connecting with people and knowing how to listen or better um, talk on their like yeah. interests and in that
1: sort of thing. So the easiest way for me to explain it in a minute or less, mm-hmm. it first starts with having an emotional vocabulary. Okay. So having a wider range of, of, of feelings you can identify. Yeah. How are you feeling? Not just happy or sad, but yeah. what are the array of emotions that, that, how do you explain those emotions? Yeah. So having the vocabulary, recognizing your own emotions recognizing your patterns, too, of your emotions mm-hmm. and recognizing the emotions of others. And that's where the social intelligence parts comes into play. Hmm. But it, I would describe it as this meta-awareness. Yeah. So it's a combination of both being within the moment Yeah. but realizing the moment's bigger than your own emotions. So trying to pull yourself out of the own emotions you're feeling and, and being able to read the room. Yeah. Now, if you have that tool... And then you tether it to something that's intrinsic, something that's pure. Mm-hmm. You'll be a leader. People will follow you. Yeah. You'll always have this certain level of charisma or charm. It doesn't have to be the outgoing personalities maybe you're a half. Yeah. You'll have something that other humans pick up on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now,
1: there's a lot of people that have emotional intelligence and use it for bad. That's what I was just going to say so because it, I
0: sometimes feel like I don't want to be manipulative. But I know I can go in a room and there's eight, ten people. Sure. And I know I can weave around this room yeah. and make people laugh. And it, But it's like, what is the outcome or the intention I I sometimes because I overthink things I'm like am I being a bad person like when I went to LA I'm like I need to become best friends with everyone who's somebody because that's going to help me and then I'm like wait does that they say to surround yourself with a good circle of people who encourage you who you inspire and vice versa but I'm like is that so I started taking back some of these relationships with awesome people that I have and then I had to come back to for me of like hey I know that I'm a genuine person in this person's life and all relationships are kind of self Selfish in a way Even just like If it's like Me and you Like my relationship could be like When I'm around Todd I have a great time That's selfish Like we have fun Like talking And giving each other Crap and talking smack And competing in sports And that's a little selfish So it's like I have to be okay with that But talk about that I guess people using it For bad Because that's something That I'm like Am I a bad person Because
1: Well, I don't necessarily Tell me if I'm a bad person, Todd. Tell me I'm not bad. No, no, I don't want to focus on on necessarily, you know, how do people use it for bad. The better Mm -hmm, question mm -hmm. is, is how do you align yourself and make sure, you know, you're using it for good. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. (laughs) And to me, you mentioned something. So when you talked about trying to get to know people in in LA, for selfish reasons, because you think it might help you, I would first say that even if you're going to use that tactic, the better question that you would have is not, how do I get to know these people, but how do I add value? Yes. Because yes. how can I add service? How can I be a yeah. service to somebody else? Yeah. And and we mentioned earlier off off offset, you know, we're all the star of our own show. Yeah. And we He's all we fire. all don't realize that. When you realize that you're really only a you know a supporting cast in everybody else's show, including your own mom's, right? Like yeah. even in your own mom's life, you're the you're a supporting role. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. who in the hell am I to think I'm the lead when I walk in a room with anybody else? Yeah. Um, but so first be of service to others look to but what, serve. what I always say is you can be narcissistic I always I feel like I'm kind of cheating the world a bit Yeah, but I always say I give I might give because I'm a narcissist. Yeah Yeah, yeah, and let me explain it's the most that. selfish thing you could do That's what I'm saying when you realize and that's so freeing like for me When you realize it doesn't have to be because you're, you're trying to make a, someone else proud doesn't prove somebody else wrong Doesn't be a religious reason when you realize it literally feels better. It's yeah. a better high a more sustainable high in a longer high yeah. to serve others, to give of yourself, and do something bigger than yourself—it just feels better. Yeah. It becomes easy to say no to some of the hedonistic pleasures. Yeah. To say no to a certain crowd, and that's like the holy grail. You can know that, but when you experience it, and when it becomes your truth, yeah. it's so freeing. And yeah. it, it, it almost feels guilty. Yeah. Like I mean, being here with you, sharing with your audience—the thought that maybe one person heard, heard my story and yeah. was motivated—yeah, that's a better high. Yeah. And, and so how can I do more of this? And so that's really, that's, you know, to to end the segment, that's really for me, um, the, the the secret sauce.
0: Yeah, no, I love it. I mean, it changed my life. Like I was doing entertainment stuff. I was doing basketball stuff. And then I experienced this of like oh, this speaking thing and, and sharing a story and writing a book. And it was like, I want to do this. And this hasn't the, been the, the easy uh, path of least resistance. No. This hasn't been the big bucks. No. People think that I'm some crazy millionaire. You know, you're on TV, you got yeah. a bus, all these things. Like, yeah. if you knew, like, it's not anything like that, but it's so fulfilling. And I know the money is going to come. It's going to come when it comes and it's going to work out how it's supposed to work out. Yeah. And I have great, awesome people that are around me that are coming to my life for a reason, for something that's bigger than myself. Um, but that giving, you know, so I, I love that. Is f- that could be one takeaway from the emotional intelligence is just look to serve people. And I think that's why I have been able to create uh, some real relationships with people who I don't know why they would otherwise be friends with me. Sure. Like, they're doing things on such a high level, and everyone sure. knows who they are. It's like, yeah. who's this guy? But you come in like, oh, here's who I am, and here's what I'm doing, and, and here's how I love to add value to what you got going on. So, a couple quick things, then we'll wrap it up because I know you got to get back to um, to to work. But um, if you were gonna um, leave one, I guess, piece of advice, mm-hmm. you could only boil it down to one thing. And if you can't, you got a couple. Sure. Um, I I have a feeling I might know what it would be for you. But if you were gonna empower other people, what would be the one takeaway from either something you've experienced in your life or just something that you believe um, to help other people?
1: Yeah. So, a deep question. Yeah, yeah, deep yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, you can take a sip and think about
1: it if yeah, you need. No, I, uh, let me first say that I, I think the, the the game of life, if you will, Yeah. the the, the rules, the, the everybody wants the cheat sheet, yeah. it, it's simple. Yeah. People don't want to hear that. Simple, it's not easy. I, I don't... Down the four-hour work week and the guys yeah, 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 cheat, yeah like the, the, the yeah. quick fixes of life. Yeah. We love but you, Tim Ferriss. We love you. But the, so for me, the reality is things are simple. They're just not easy. Um, my, my advice though to people or to, to, to anyone that might be listening is that there's real power. The most power you have is, 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 is your thoughts and protect your thoughts. I mean, guard your thoughts. Guard the people you let in your head. With, with, with everything. I mean, it's your life. I yeah. mean, go, guard the people that you listen to. It's life or death, man. It really mm. is. It's prosperity or it's depression. It's... It, and be around people that you know can protect your vision. And it's, it's risky. It's hard to do. See, it's simple to say, hard to do. Yeah. Because sometimes the people in your life that are closest to you, they care about you. My own mother who loves me and wants nothing but success for me, they may give you bad advice like my story I gave you earlier. People are scared. Yeah. Go work at Jesse, the plant. Jesse, what are you doing? Why? Oh, Come yeah. You've got a stable job. You've all these people in your life. You're, you're, you're 29 now. Let's, let's, let's grow up. All the things yeah. you hear, yeah. they love you, but yeah. it's bad advice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so listen to yourself. Protect your thoughts. Hold on. Hold on to your dreams. And, and when you do, outwork others. It always works out. Yeah. You mentioned it works out the way it's supposed to work out. Yeah. It always works out. Because if you're not enjoying the journey, it, 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 it can't be a means to an end. If you can't enjoy the grind, yeah. then you're on the wrong path. Yeah, and you mentioned it earlier. I hope my advice for you is, if you couldn't be happy on your ride from LA to Phoenix yesterday, yeah, quit what you're doing. Yeah, it never gets better. Yeah, it only gets more. Com- my life is wildly more complex than it was ten years yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah, it never gets easier. That hope you have, that inspiration, that time with the people you have in the van, that's the that's the good stuff. Yeah. So if you can't be happy about the journey and the process, there's no end that's worth the means. Yeah, so that would be my advice.
0: Yeah. I love it. One man thought he could. One man thought he couldn't. They both were right. That's a quote I do in every yes. speech, and, and I love it. The power of your thoughts is sure. is incredible. So you're um, going back in time, and you get to see the 14-year-old version of you. Yeah. Your TD, your Houston. What are you wearing? Uh, tall tee, What do we got? What do we got over I'd there? I like
1: have an Elijah one, a T-shirt. Okay. And um, probably some baggy jeans. Okay. You're sagging. Yeah.
0: Okay. I'm definitely sagging. So you're, you're still in the home. Uh you haven't left out 16 Mm -hmm. ventured on your on Mm -hmm. your own Mm -hmm. you are um, around an unhealthy lifestyle drugs out drinking all these different things what would be the piece of advice that you would give yourself
1: yeah
0: from where you are now and what you've experienced to right, 14 year old TD I'm gonna I'm gonna lay it on you
1: yeah um I, I think the the best piece of advice I would give that guy and he obviously he followed it but the best advice i would give him or anyone who's younger the secret of life is 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 keep moving keep grinding keep yeah. moving your feet yeah because what happens the secret of life isn't how fast you get there it isn't how good you are it's it's people who have this relentless drive to never get off the super highway of life yeah this river it, it doesn't happen fast most of our lives don't crash like like we're you know we're not on stage like Mick jagger and we die and We know some rock star death of heroin in our arm. We die this slow death. We die this death of our hopes, of our dreams, or whatever we're trying to accomplish. And the way life works, it kind of washes you off course slowly and just takes you out. And you drift, 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 until one day apathy sets in and you think this is just kind of the way it is and I have to be at peace with it. And the answer is no, you don't. Right? The answer is like keep your feet moving, keep grinding, keep enjoying the ride, and, and, and it's going to work out how it is. So just live fearlessly. And, and, and keep loving out loud. Living mm. and loving out loud. Because mm. that's, that's really all that matters. Mic drop.
0: Bro, I appreciate you so much. You've been a brother, you've been a friend. Um, I appreciate you having us here. Sure.